You're listening to Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you today and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Stay positive. <laughs> you like that, Chase? Apparently I'm the only one. Yeah. That's good. Good morning. <laughs> Good to see you out there today. Good to see you online. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're snowed in or, or at least have some soup and brownies. That's what I wanted last night and I didn't get any. Snow cream, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Snow Not the cream. first snow. You can't make the first snow. I don't think my daughter's had snow cream ever. Yeah, yeah. Snow cream? I, that's, in the South to me, is weird. Because okay. it's more like mud pies. You know what I mean? Anybody so you, know what I'm talking about? In the like, South? You say, yeah, because... Are you, are you saying our snow cream is weird? I think. Oh, Maybe. Maybe not. Can you not make snow cream the first time because of pollution? Is that? I don't know. I, I was told that. Well, he's, was, you know, he's from L.A., right? So he's, you know, yeah, he's not, know a little bit he's not from around here. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know. Well, man, we don't know where we're going now, do we? We're just talking about snow. snow. But it, we're so glad to have you with us. A um, couple things I want to celebrate, too. We'll introduce ourselves, I guess, real quick. I'm Brian Cox, executive pastor. Craig. I'm Craig Henson, Next Steps pastor. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know I'm who you Eddie. are, brother? I mean, yeah, I'm Pastor Eddie Cox, still pastor. He is, right yes, there. he is. Uh, my name is Chasen. I'm the family pastor here. And uh, can we break the ice for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I need everybody to give me a good, like, belly laugh on the count of three, even if you're watching from home. Ready? One, two, three. See, that was only okay. like six that of was, them. Somebody over there. That was you, somebody is really excited. But yeah. I don't know if it's the snow, but it just it's just so like, ugh. and so I need to have just some I like laughter. Break you know the know? ice. That's kind of. Oh, I stole your joke. Yeah. I stole your joke. You oh, stole it. What usually happens is somebody says something funny and then they laugh. Okay. Oh, well, I, you know, ah. I'm just throwing that out Shut there. Shut to the heart. <laughs> That's it. Your... Okay. By the way, no, that was kind of a cool unplugged thing they did with the worship today, wasn't it? I, oh, yes. Yeah. It I even took a picture. You will see me post it later because God was in the moment. And it was. was. Don't you guys agree that was here? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. then at home, I think it was amazing. Beautiful. And I, I, I was like, ooh, I got to remember this moment. So it's cause of the snow really helps. If you don't Instagram it, it didn't happen. That's what I hear. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, is that, is yeah, or Facebook. Yeah, it, either way. Okay. Yeah. If it if it's not on Facebook, it didn't happen. Well, I heard you had a couple of celebrations this week in your ministry. Oh, yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's awesome is that we had two salvations within the past week yeah. for sure. Yeah, and just. And then our leaders uh, in the student ministry is what I'm talking about. And our, and our leaders have just grown so much. And to hear them lead these students through uh, the thick of their issues and problems that we all face. But to a student, like, it's, it's really, really heavy. To hear our leaders just um, walk them through that, I just, can we give our leaders a round yeah, of applause? Yeah, awesome. I mean, that's, sure. it's, it was really, really awesome. I mean, like, totally. Yeah. Uh, and. I love that because that's what we do. I mean, even in this crazy time, God has been faithful. And we talk about this every week. We get together and we're blown away by what God is doing and how he's, he's changed us a little bit. You know what I'm saying? The church has changed a little, but it's been so much fun and challenging. And I want to thank you. If you're watching, you're here today uh, for giving every week. It really makes a difference because we're able to help so many. We were able to help someone this week that watches us from Georgia. 
actually. Mm-hmm. Come on. And they reached out to us. We were able to help them with some, some serious issues they had and just help them through that time. And that's because of what you do. And thank you so much for doing that. And if you want to give today, you can. There's a couple ways you can do that. It should be on the screen. You can give in the box as you leave or you can give online or download our app. Again, thank you so much. And I just want to pray and thank God for that. Thank mm-hmm. him for those blessings. I never want to forget God's faithfulness. You know, and let me, let me share this with you. I, I wasn't going to share this. Just talk about God's faithfulness. To be a little transparent here. Oh, Eddie's worried now. I'm not worried. I'm yeah, really yeah, you looked at me like, He's don't like, do it. He's going off do script. It. He's going off script. Uh, I know some of you, if you have businesses, uh, the government has given us PPP loans, right? Some of you have received those. Well, when we were looking to apply for that this time, Here's what blew me away. I'm I'm talking to the bank. I'm trying to find a quarter in the year where we meet the standard. Uh, You have to have 25% of your revenue that you lost this year. Here's what blew me away. We made more money. We brought in more money than we ever have in 2020. Mm. Come on. It's amazing. It really was amazing. And I don't say that about money. It's not about, it's just about the faithfulness of God. And we don't need that loan. That other business can have that. And they, somebody right. else needs that. We're not going to take that. And I, I think it's a testament yeah. to uh, the families. Like we've had record-breaking mm-hmm. calls coming in going, please help. We have. Yeah, we yeah. have. And right. there's businesses that have been shut down and we were able to step in. And I think that's why God showed us favors mm-hmm. because that's what the church does. The You know, this building is just you know, mortar and some steel and stuff. But yeah, it's, you guys are the church, and I think that's what It's what been really it. positive, yeah. what we're about to talk about. It's been really positive <laughs> to see God. Absolutely. We've done more ministry in 2020, I think, we've done in, in so long, and it's been really incredible. I want to pray and, and let you start us off. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you for your blessings, for your faithfulness. I know it's, sometimes it's hard to see. I know some today, are, they don't know where they are, they are, where they're going, what to do. I pray that you begin to inspire today with your words, with your love. Help us to continue to love the world the way you showed us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. So, hey, y'all, we just wrapped up this series called Stay Positive. And every once in a while, at the end of a series, we like to do a panel discussion where all of us guys that uh, taught a message come together and talk a little bit about it. And by the way, um, this is what a podcast looks like for us on a weekly basis. And I would encourage you, if you're not listening to our podcast, uh, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, go there, subscribe. I'll leave us a rating. Preferably five stars. Yeah, that'd be that'd very nice. Commercial five. There. There's always yeah. that one. You know, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, um, <laughs> you have to you have one dislike. If you don't, yeah, if you don't yeah. like it, we won't hold it against you. Um, but yeah, we would encourage you to listen to the podcast because basically we kind of unpack the message every week during the podcast, and uh, we actually have a very special podcast coming this week, so you can look for that. Mm, and uh, before we get too far into this positive thing. Um, how are we feeling about the game today? Anybody uh, have a Ooh, prediction for wow. us today? All I know is I'm the only saint up here. Oh, I get it. Because you have a Do you like saint? that? That's good. Uh, that's good. I threw that out. That's, actually that's a joke. Y'all are supposed to yeah. laugh a little bit. He's he like, is the only saint. You know the I saints are playing saint. in the... So the, you know what happened just now? They realized that. <laughs> and it wasn't a joke to them. They just realized I'm the only it saint. It was dead serious. Let me ask a question. Serious. How yeah. many do not care one thing about Super Bowl at all? 
Okay. Awesome. Wow, missed the ball on that one. It that's should good. be the food, though. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's all, all about, about the food. food. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm going with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some Bucks fans. Okay. So this, this is being recorded. Okay. Right? Yeah. okay. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a score? I'm always bad at scores. Um, no. Okay. I've, I've got one. Just make one I up. Don't. You know, let's do like they let's do see, on TV. Let's do it. Let's I, think, I think that it's going to be a really close game, and it's going to be uh, Tampa's going to win by a touchdown at the very end. Okay. Oh, Can I show that? Can okay. I, yeah. Y'all yeah, with right. me on that? So, anybody? Anybody? So Brian and I follow the church's social media, so we made predictions online We last did, night. we did. Okay. Are you sticking with yours, Brian? I am. 38-26. Tampa Bay, Tampa right? Bay, yeah. Wow. I'm going 37-24 Chiefs. You notice how I pulled your numbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want... Yes! <laughs> I love that. That was, oh that was good. All right, who's playing? What's going on? <laughs> who's playing? Okay. He was one of the ones who raised his hand, doesn't care. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going with the, the team in the red. Who's that? Chiefs. <laughs> The Chiefs, yes, that, I'm going with them. They actually both have red. Oh, in they there. do. Okay, well then but I can't so lose. I'm the going Chiefs with are wearing red shirts <laughs> okay. today, though. You know I'm going what you're with doing. Chiefs. I'm going with Chiefs. Yeah, you know what I'm doing. I know what you're doing. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm working this thing. Chiefs by three. Field goal at the end. Okay. Overtime. Here's some completely. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm just Overtime throwing it. Is good. Okay. Some completely useless trivia. So Tampa Bay's red and Kansas City's red are the exact same red. Are they really? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going with the red team. Then. So you can use that at your Super Bowl party tonight <laughs> in this ring. That's good. Yeah, it is all about the food, for it sure. It is. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And the fellowship. Fellowship. Oh, that's good. The food and fellowship. the fellowship. That's good. That's what it's right? about. That's good. All right, so Brian, you kicked off our series. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, in this, for me, this is kind of the heart of this whole series. You talked about the mind. Mm-hmm. That if we're going to be positive, if we're going to stay positive, it's really going to begin uh, with the things that we think and and. Yeah. yeah, our mind. Yeah, I learned that. Um, I think I told this story when I had my message that my mother used to always take scripture and these little positive books and leave them for me when I was a teenager. I never, I, don't, I didn't understand completely why. I, I guess I was negative all the time. I don't know, <laughs> but I played basketball and I did all these sports, and she really felt like I needed to, you know watch what I was thinking, and it really made a difference in me early in my life, that my mind plays a big role in how I live. You know, I mean, I think we talked about that, you know, what consumes your thoughts right. controls your life, what controls your mind controls your life. And so I think, especially in this time, that's why we talked about this series, what we're dealing with right now in our lives through 2020, it's very hard to be positive. It, it is. You know, we're very uh, on edge. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I told my story about being at the Wax Museum, and the guy got on to yeah. me about my wearing my mask, you know, and I wanted to hurt him. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I see you fired still, up. It's still right? a wound. I'm, I'm still, still fired up a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, I think well, a lot of us have been like that. You know, we've been kind of on edge. and But we want to bring optimism to it. You know, and we talked about the spiritual meaning of that, and I'll share that with you. Um, I'll tell you what, optimism is not denying of reality. That's right. Okay, we understand what's happening in our world. We understand there's challenges. It's not blind faith. We just don't jump out there. and we, We understand that. But I love the spiritual definition is what I give it. Optimism is an unwavering expectation that our loving God is working in every situation 
every situation for our future good. And I have to believe that. God is always working in everything I'm doing, whether it's, you know, driving down the road or, you know, job or relationships. God is working in that situation for our future good, you know. And you, you, you didn't just come up with that on your own. You based that on Romans 8.28. Yeah, it says, and we know that in all things, everybody say in all things. In all, in all, all things. things. You can put it in the chat, in all things, because that's what he, this is what Paul is saying. God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Whatever you're dealing with, financial, like I said, financial setback, you know, dealing with your kids, you know, in-laws, whatever you're dealing with, he is working through that. He is. You have to tell yourself that. I'll have to believe that. So this is a question for for all you guys. Um, Do you have a particular mechanism or a tool that allows you to control your thoughts, keep them positive? Um, is, it, is it just go back to Romans 8, 28, or, or is there something that, that you do maybe on a daily basis just to kind of keep your mind right? Well, mine's quote scripture. Hmm. I don't think you can keep your mind right, honestly. Yeah. I think you're going to, and that's why you have to have slogans. You can't remember positive mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, he said to keep this on the, on the wall, keep it where you can see it. So I think mine is quoting scripture. It's, it's amazing the thoughts that we have that are not positive, and yeah. it's just who we are. But mine's scripture. I don't know what mm-hmm. y'all do. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I would say, think about what you think about. What do you right. think about most <laughs> of the time? Think about what you think about. And if, if, when I was going over this, I, I look back and I'm like, wow, I am so negative. I see everything on, on the bad side, not on the good side. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I had to change that thought. You know, like you said, and I think one way is to take that scripture and saturate your mind with the promises of God. I think I learned that too. Hmm. You know mind. how hard it is for us? I don't know if y'all to come up with positive messages. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, you want to try this because what happens, we're not in that. We're just, it's like I said, it's not our DNA to be in our DNA to be positive. So it's all about going back to God. It is. I wanted to say this. We didn't say this in the beginning, but if you have a question, you can text it to the number that will be on the screen, and if we like it, we'll answer it. <laughs> That's good. That's okay. positive. Positive. Uh, yeah. Why does Eddie's hair... No, I'm kidding. Oh, is it wow. messed up again? No, it is looks it beautiful. Up? Okay, thank it's you. It's your wife, I think. Okay. Hey, no, I think also um, I'm a music guy, so to answer your question, Craig, I, for me, it's a combination of thinking about what I'm thinking about or what you were talking about and then going sometimes I just have to get whether it be worship songs or something that is a go-to for me just to listen to and and put it in my my mom and dad anybody heard the phrase uh, garbage in garbage out you guys know that yeah so um, if I'm thinking constantly of garbage so to speak then that's what's going to come out and so I I always go back to I try my best to when those moments come, they may not look pretty, but then I, I go to scripture and I go to, to music and I just, I reflect and, and worship. And that, how do you have time to worship? And I don't. And the thing is, is that it's either on a car ride or it's, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to go mow the grass, put headphones in, and that's all I listen to for me. Yeah, yeah you know, in, in Eddie, in your confidence message, you talked about that. You talked about writing a verse 
or writing a song, and you meant it writing in the in the sense of writing it like a horse, right? So yeah, hanging on to it mm-hmm. uh, through the thick and thin. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, one, that's what you have to do because I don't think hearing it one time, and you talked about that, hearing it or just saying it one. I think you're gonna have to hang on to it. It's a daily, and sometimes it's harder to hang on to than others, depending on what you're going through. I thought this statement goes along with it. It said, the quality of your life will never exceed the quality of your thoughts. Mm. You know, I, I thought right. that was powerful for me to understand. I, I can make a difference in my life by way, the way I think. Uh, we have a question here. You want to answer, try to answer that? Let's do our best. How do you keep others around you positive? Oh, that's so weird. I was just... Did you text uh, that? <laughs> yeah. Did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Good job, Chase. No. I, Way to go. Ask the question again because I want to make sure. How do you keep others around you positive? Okay. Close the door. I'm going to let someone um, else answer that. But here's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say another thing is surround yourself with people who are positive. And, and for me, that's, that's, a, that's a hard one sometimes because it's like almost everywhere you go, Satan sort of got your number on that and he's he just pulling that and that trigger pushing that that button but I think if we are constantly finding ourselves around surrounding ourselves with people that are thinking the best or surrounding ourselves with people that have a godly perspective um, it's I won't say easier but it's um, you have a better chance of helping those to answer that question helping those stay positive because what comes out of you is going to be a godly example, and you don't have to do anything to the gospel to make it look good. He's already made it look good. And so when you are just truly speaking that truth out because you have lived it, people are attracted to God, not you. But a lot of us humans, we think people are like, oh, I like you. Well, no, it's like what you, what's coming out in you is what they're attracted to. So that would be my go at that question is how do you keep people to stay positive? Um, I, don't, I don't think it's a you preach at them. Personally, I, I don't think that. I think it's a, um, you lead by example. And I mean, that's what I have to do in my own family. There's times in my family that, you know, we're not, we're not positive. And I feel like I have to be sometimes the one that goes, no, we're, we're going to be positive in this. And we're going to look at God's promises and, and I, I lead the way. And then the next thing I know, they start to lead as well. So you, you, it's more of a thing you do by your actions, Personally, yeah, I mean, what, that's what I think. Because sometimes it's hard to, to make people be positive. <laughs> yeah, that's in, I think it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, I think authenticity has to be yeah. a big part of it. Because um, it, for me, it's not a rah-rah kind of, you know, hey, everybody be positive kind of thing. But I think if you truly are positive, um, pe- people will sense that. People will, f- will feel that. Well, what was um, it that Eddie said? Uh, and maybe I'm getting to it, but like, it, positivity came from from yeah, God. It, it like, come, yeah, that's where it came. It didn't come from us. So if you're in a room with ten people, right? How many people are going to be negative? Ten. <laughs> yes, exactly. So somebody will have to change. In the words, what it says, it's the most powerful thing is your words. Right. What you use. So the words can change. It, it's an environment. been proven to do so. Yeah. Uh, not even just with God's word, but just scientists and and all the. People who got together, psychologists got together and changed it. They showed how this would work in a in a home and in an office by changing the way you speak, and that mm. would and it changed other people around you it, just because your words are so powerful. It's a really okay. good question. Uh, I got another question. <laughs> got some good ones coming in. Um, how do you stay positive when you don't necessarily have it all together? 
<laughs> that's an age-old question. Like, man. That would be trust. That would be the, that'd be the trust in God, yeah. the Word. Mm-hmm. The Word will work. It's mm-hmm. alive and active. So it's going to work. You just, you, that's when you have to, I mean, how many times do you feel it? I think there's a, that's a is that a feeling? And I don't feel like it. Well, I'm, you know. And I'll refer to my message a little bit is you have to choose to start living. Um, it's a choice. And so I don't know about you guys, but I don't feel like I have it together ever. You know what I mean? Like I walk out the door this morning. Oh my gosh. Getting kids in from playing in the snow. We're going to church kids. What? You know, like <laughs> I don't, I'm a pastor. They're depending on me. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. Um, it was World War Three. And so I, I feel like I never, you know, it's not that I always have it together. I never have it together, but I choose at the end of the day, it's a choice that I'm going to start living. All of us in this pandemic, those are watching online and in this room, I challenged you guys, be responsible, absolutely. But emotionally, physically, we're going to have to start living um, because I believe that's scriptural. I mean, that's what we talked about in, uh, in, in, in my week. But when you look at staying positive when you don't have it together, man, I would just say it's a choice. Um, choice to start living always. Yeah, I mean, it's the Romans 7 thing, like, like the Apostle Paul said, you know, the things, you know, I want to do, I don't do, and the things that I, I know I shouldn't do, I, that's what I end up doing. I mean, that's me every day, and that's all of us every day. None of us ever have it all together. Hmm. Um, and so if we wait until we have it all together, we will never be positive. We'd never do anything. I mean, you know, if you're waiting to feel good about working out, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? It never has like, worked for me. It has worked for me. Let's go do it, you know. I don't know. Well, you, you talk about not having it together. Paul didn't. Exactly. Job didn't. Paul, Paul didn't. We, we learned, David, actually, David I mean. Paul gave this verse in all things. He, now, now, listen to this. Paul suffered greatly. He was beaten, I mean, five to ten times, left for dead many times, put in prison, and he wrote this verse. And, you know, he said, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So Paul was like us. <laughs> he didn't have it all together. And he knew that the only way to ever, it was ever going to be together was with Jesus. Hmm. And he, it was worth all the suffering because Jesus and what he brings to us is so powerful and so amazing. And I think that's what he's trying to say there. Where was that? Romans, Romans 8, 8, 18. That's good. Yeah. What were you saying about Job? We did well, have a Job, question. See, I was, I'm thinking, you know, going with Chase there. I think yeah. um, if you're waiting, I mean, Job had lost everything, of course. And so yeah. his friends were going to try to encourage him, and they just went the opposite. He called them miserable comforters. I don't know if you have any <laughs> of those in your brilliant. life. Like, I'm really yeah. miserable comforters. Yeah, and so what Chase was saying, all right, so I've lost everything. I don't feel like it, and they, even that question. Mm-hmm. And Job says, but if it were me, I would encourage you. So at some point we have to decide that we're going we're not going to live like that, and we're going to take that we're going to take a different route because everybody can do the everybody can always do the it's bad it's, you know, mm-hmm. nothing's going to work we can all do that that's normal, right? But Job was taking the other if it was me, mm-hmm. I would be telling you the good stuff. That's right, and that's where that's where it comes in. Another question: How do I stay positive about church when church people? <laughs> That's not us, right? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Insert church pastor's name. Buckle up. You did this, didn't you, Chris? Bro, that was you. No, no, no. When church people or other Christians have given reason to be negative, 
Well, church people got quiet in here. Yeah, church people and outside of church people, we're still human. Like I think it's, it's just people. You, you're actually. labeling it, yeah. and you can't label. That's that's what's crazy. It, now, if you say Christians, um, I do think that there is a a not a standard, but there is a way of living because of your outlook and your positivity and hope and future. But church, quote unquote, people are the same people as people outside of church. We're all humans, and we all make mistakes, and we all have negatives and positive. You know, it's a roller coaster. So I said it's kind of a judgmental thing. I think is what's being said. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I would. Like, and I'm not calling anybody that. out. I just would say, be careful to be like, well, the church people should always be positive. They're humans just like everybody else. And I think I, now I will say, and maybe this is whoever texted it, maybe this is what they're alluding to, but I will say that sometimes those that come into the church, they put on the, the Jesus card and they throw out negativity while using the Jesus card. And I think that's, yeah, don't do that. You, you know, you, you got to look at truly what does scripture say? And then ultimately be an example, a Christ-like example. Did I did I help answer that? I'm not sure. Or should I just leave right now? I mean, I, Is that- I, I, would, I would just add this, Chase. Look, we, we all got junk in our life. We all have stuff that comes up in our life. And we're, we're not trying to say with the series you have to be positive 24-7, 365. That's not realistic. Mm-mm. But I think there's, a, there's an opportunity that when things do go south in your attitude, you have opportunities to get back on the positive side of things. And it's not just for the sake of being positive. It's because of what we know in Jesus. Listen, when you don't have it all together, Jesus had it all together. And he did the work for you. Um, We're not ever going to be there. And, um, you know, Chase, you talked about living and and you took us through Philippians 4, 4 through 7. I don't want to read the whole thing, but it, it said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And that, that constant, uh, sense of gratitude, I think, is what leads us to being positive. Well, yeah, and I think if you look at, um, you can't have verse seven. Like, let, let's look at this real quick. So, um, five, where is it? Six. Verse six says, "Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, like gratitude, tell your request to God." And then it says in verse seven. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. And one of the things that I was saying, and I, and I would say it again, you can't have verse 7 where you expect the peace and all that stuff without going through verse 6. Meaning you're going to be faced with anxiety. You're going to be faced with depression. You're going to be faced with worrying. You're going to have questions and you're going to be confused and all that. In all that, if you throw your hands up and go, I'm depressed, and that's where you stay, that's where the issue comes. But you can't throw your hands up and say, I'm depressed, and that's where I stay, but I'm expecting peace of God. No, it's, God, I am grateful that there is hope in your son, Jesus. And you start calling out these things one by one, and in the name of Jesus, and you choose to start living again, then immediately you will have, verse 7, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will start entering your minds, which they're uh, filtrates down to your heart and out of the mouth is what comes from the heart, right? Biblical example yeah, there. That's, you see the cycle, everybody with me on that? Like the, it's not just people, my son, I mean, he'll throw out the word anxiety because that's a huge deal in, in, in school. Depression. I mean, that these words, we throw out these words as if they have um, 
they're controlling us. And I get it, they are. They are very, but I, I think our God's bigger than that. And I think that um, Philippians 4 was a huge thing for me is that I had to go to the Lord with thanksgiving and gratitude for the things that I cannot even see before I experience peace. Let, let me pose it to you guys this way. Okay. Uh, Philippians 4, 4 through 7, how do you take that from Instagram or from the post <laughs> that note on your fridge? In other words, how do you rejoice? How do you stay positive when you receive a bad diagnosis, when you lose your job, when you experience great loss? Mm. How, how does that look in everyday life? Hmm. Well, I go to this statement. So the struggle I'm in today is producing the strength I need tomorrow. You know, and I believe that it goes back to trust. I mean, you have to trust that God is working through whatever you're dealing with, whatever that pain is. You know, something I remember, I just looked at the notes here. We talked about starve your fears. You know, what, what you feed grows, what you starve dies. Mm. So that worry and that fear, I mean, if you feed that, it grows. But what we do, we feed our faith and our trust in God. We understand he is, he is in control. He is bigger than any sickness, bigger than any financial situation, bigger than any relationship. God is bigger than any of that. And I think we don't believe that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think we just see God on the surface. We don't really see that he's actually working in your heart and in your life. He wants to work in your heart and your life. And we need to feed that in our hearts and our minds that we grow in faith and we starve that worry. In fact, we had a question that said, do you think worrying is an insult to God? I hear people worrying about things that are so not in our control. (laughs) Good question. That's a great question. I mean, I worry. Can I be a realist here? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, let's go ahead and say this. Uh, don't look at us and think we got this. Mm-hmm. We don't. Yeah. Okay, because nobody really has this. This is something we have to deal with, you know, every, every day. Uh, do we worry? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, don't, don't think we're some kind of super spiritual thing. Uh, this is going to come and go for you about worry and about, okay, are we going to make it or we're not going to make it? And sometimes we're going to feel better than others. I do know this, uh, as far as pastors, Monday is the day that everybody quits. This is across the United States. Pastors always quit on Monday uh, because for some reason, Sunday drove them insane, and now they're quitting on Monday. Which tell, But by the weekend, they're, still, they're back. Most of them are coming back because nobody actually has it all together. It is our nature. It is who we are. But it is, is our nature. Also, we can trust God. We have that in us now. Because of him, and I talked about the animals. You can't, you know, can't change your spots. Animals can't. Mm-hmm. They just do what they do. But for us, we can change. And uh, is it is it a sin to worry? I think then we're all sinning, because I think mm-hmm. that's just who we are. I have another question. These are so good. Uh, this is for you. Oh Lord. Okay. Help me is what I mean. Okay. Lord, here we go. <laughs> Somebody did want to know how old you were, Eddie. And I, I 35, 35, go. 35. So, anyway. very good, very good. Let's keep it there. Younger okay. than Tom Brady. Yes. Oh, I'd like, oh, right, right here. Look at that. Wow. Right there. Yeah. That's, that's called being it took me a minute. positive. That's the, that's the quarterback, right? And okay. naive. <laughs> Craig just lied in church. Uh, yes. <laughs> Let's okay, talk this about is for that. you. I, I okay. got that. Okay. How do I keep my kids positive when they are walking through a pandemic mm. and having to do virtual learning and not being around friends? Gosh, yeah. If you, if you find out, let me know. How about that? No. 
Um, that's a hard one. I, I think that ultimately sur- surrounding yours again, I go back to surrounding yourself with biblical counsel and those around you that can lift you as a parent up in that time. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Like Craig does. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I struggle with this on the weekly every single day with my kids. Um, virtually, my kids, I I was proud of my kids. They were either A's or AB honor roll pandemic hit. Um, my, my son and daughter both saw F's for the first time flipping out what, you know, what's going on social life. My, if you know my kids, they're like social butterflies. They're social explosions, I should say. Okay. Like (laughs) they're over the top that went to an all time low. Um, I looked on my son's Instagram. It's just, so the reason why I tell you all this is like, I, here's what I chose to do in this, in this situation. I chose to tell my kids on a daily basis over and over to the point where they go, I got it. I got it. It's okay. I'm with you. I'm good. Who they were in Christ, what they meant to God, um, biblical truth over and over and over. Um, I spoke to them and I still do that. Pray over them. I'm a firm believer in speaking out loud and praying specific yeah. things in the name of Jesus over my kids. Um, and there is not a, there's not a medicine. There's not a thing that can be a cure for what's happening right now. The only hope is Jesus Christ. And so I'm a firm believer of just continuously dousing my kids in prayer, and then um, my I get them in church, and I know that sounds well. You're a pastor; you're supposed to no. That, seriously, like second part of that question. What is how important is church to keeping your family positive? Okay, I so, know you'd want to answer. Yeah, that so get them in church, guys. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a pastor. The, the sports world is just as bad as the pandemic. I mean, sure, I remember growing up, and Wednesdays were sacred. Like you didn't do games and stuff like that. Um, I am where I'm at right now because I believe that my parents instilled to me that church was important, not the building, but the church. And and God's presence is something that's special when his people gather together. And we are watching, because of the pandemic, we are watching kids and families put on hold God 100%. And it is going to be a generational thing that we are going to see the result of years and years from now. And it creates um, not just negative things, but it, it creates the priorities that God's not that important. Um, and, and it's not, well, you're telling me that I got to go to church to say that God's important. No, that's not what I'm saying. But it shows your kids that no matter what, God does come first in everything. At the dinner table, it is a big deal when we accidentally take a bite to eat and my kids go like, what the heck? You're not going to pray? You know, to some, that's cheesy. To others, I mean, okay, okay. We're looking at you. No, Craig is our cheese guy. If we want to know if it's cheesy, we go, Craig, is this cheesy? Okay, so um, (laughs) what I'm telling you is that it is so important to to get your kids in church and to be a part of church. Like, for instance, my wife is in in a couple of rooms in this building. And I don't know, there may be like 18 elementary kids we used to have 75 elementary kids. I'm not saying that 
forget the pandemic, get him back in here. What I'm saying is, is that it is so important for you to get your kids in church because their need, something's going to fill that void. And I don't think you're going to like it when it's not Jesus. You see what I'm saying? And, and it's just, if, if you're trying to solve it as a parent over and over and over, it's, you're not going to, you're not going to win. You, you need the surroundings of the church family. For my son, small group leaders. I go to my small group leaders, I send them a text, and I go, hey, Emerson is struggling with this. You just, if you can, encourage him. Why? Because he, I'm dad. He's not always going to listen to me. I can say the same thing, and then all of a sudden the small group leader says it, and it's like, what? You know, home run. And you know what I say? Absolutely, buddy. 100%. Sorry, I get passionate about that I knew question. you would. I know you like yeah. that question. Let, let me uh, get Eddie in on this real quick because, I, Eddie, I think you, you really delve down to the root of what our issues are. You, talk, you said that negativity comes with our DNA, that we're predisposed to the dark side, and you said it all began with words in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, that, yes, it, it <laughs> wow. really did. If you, th- you would look back at the Garden, you look at what happened with Adam and Eve, and you would think that there had been some kind of uprising by somebody. I mean, there had to be an army of something to take this over and to change how things were going to be, and it wasn't. It was just words. It was just a little here. You know, did God really say that? That's all he asked. Wow. And she said, well, did he really? And That's then crazy. they then it... Once the word, let me, this is interesting. Once the words start entering you and into your brain and you start taking them into your system, that's when they start changing. That could be either way. That could be either way. It could be negative or positive. And that's what the Bible says about bringing life by speaking words. Let me read this to you. Uh, and this is the, the most amazing fact that you need to know. Neurologists say brain believes negativity immediately. When you tell your children whatever, and it's a negative whatever, it's immediately they accept it hmm. into their life. And then the other says it takes 15 seconds before it can even start to possibly believe positive, positivity. 15 seconds before I actually believe that something is good. That's because of who we are. And it was all about word. You can change your marriage, you can change your family. Uh, you change work. We already know this. Mm. We already we know these things happen just by using the, the different words that you use. Somebody asked, "Well, how do you help the people around you be more positive?" The fastest way to do it is words. Words can do it, and, yeah. and not only we talked about you know uh, telling people, "I'll pray for you." Oh, that's that's really cool, and you need to do that. And some of you do, and some of you don't. You forget. But if you really want to help them, say immediately say words, something positive to them. I love what you're wearing. I love whatever. You know, I love you took a bath this week. You know, whatever it is. Thank you. But you have to Way say to go something. Okay. You know, Chase, thank you so much. You're, you guys so are welcome. Yeah. I knew we were going to be close today. So. But it's about the words. It really is. Well, I guess we're getting close. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I wanted to share I was just things. thinking, we, we could talk until it yeah. snows next time. Yeah, we could. <laughs> um, That's going to be a while, I feel. But yeah. You've probably heard this statement, God helps those who help themselves. That's not in the Bible, by the way. That's right. Okay. It, it, basically, God helps those who need his help. And I think every one of us, that's what we need to understand, that whatever you're dealing with, hmm. you know, and trying to be positive with, we have to include God in that. That's right. You know, it, 
I, know, I, I wrote some of this down. When you're hurting, he's your comfort. When you're confused, he's your guide. When you're discouraged, he's your hope. When you're anxious, he's your peace. When you're weak, he is your strength. And somebody asked us, what's your go-to verse? And I want to go down here. This is such a powerful verse that Paul is telling us. Paul, the guy that was beaten, thrown in prison, understood God, understood the future and the glory that is to come. And he said this, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, listen to this, okay, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate me and you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is amazing. Nothing that you're dealing with today, nothing can separate you from that. That's right. And he said, no matter where I go, my God is there. No matter what I do, my God still loves me. No matter what happens to me, my God is with me. I think that's something to remember, something that we can trust and stand on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any final thoughts on the Stay Positive series you guys would like to share with us? Sure. I'll, I'll start because I love to talk. <clears throat> All right. Um, now, I, we were to go back to that question, too, about the church that I'm very positive about. Some of us are trying to reap an oak tree when we planted rotten seeds. And so um, it's never too late at all. But I think reality is maybe what we're reaping is something that we've been sowing and we're choosing to let other people sow into our kids' life. And that's, you know, when they're not in church, that those seeds aren't there. Um, so that would be the, the final thing for me. Part A is, is that start sowing some good seeds. And, and no matter what that looks like, however. But the last thing is, is that ultimately every one of us is going to stand before God 100%, whether we're saved or not saved. We're going to stand before, before God. And I would love, the way I closed out my message, and I'll remind everyone today too, is that I would love for all of us to be able to stand before him and say, with every broken bone, we lived. We can't avoid broken bones. They're coming, they have come, and they're going to continue to come. It's how we respond to those broken bones. That's what matters. And your families, your kids, your you know, relationships, whatever it is. I'd encourage you to maybe, this is going to sound weird, but to start being grateful for the broken bones because it shows that you are living and you're not dead. So anyway. Me? <laughs> I can um, find the most negative person in your life and start telling them how wonderful they are. <laughs> And that might be, uh, you say, well, I don't know anybody like that. Well, it could be you, and you don't know it. (laughs) I'm just throwing it out. Uh, But I'm just saying that your words will change. It really does. I'm going to read this, and I'm done. Uh, It's Hebrews uh, 3.13. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today. Yeah, Mm, That's good. That's it. As long as it's called today, just continue to do it. Let me go, Brian, and then you can wrap it up. All right? Okay. I would just say, if you're not positive, maybe you need to get your passion back. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, but thank God. Thank God he's given us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. And get that passion back, and the positivity will follow. 
And when you're positive and it's authentic, the people around you will start being positive. Uh, and I would say this, because I, I, I think this is one of the most powerful things in, in the entire series. You have to tell people. You have to say positive things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're predisposed to believe what the devil tells us about ourselves. We need, we need the positive words in our life. Amen. That's good. I'd say on a practical sense for me, it's always have scripture in front of me. We do that, me and Brenda. We always have it somewhere on the mirror, on on the desk, or always in front of me. Because I can remember way before Marathon, I worked at a company, and I had my mother had taught me that. So we go back to the kid thing. What you teach your kids, you know, it matters. It'll come back to them later in life. And that's what happened to me when all hope failed. I knew one thing that was steady, and that was God, and that was his scripture. And I put it on the toolbox. Peace I leave with you, not as I, you know. Nothing nothing I could imagine was there to change my life but that scripture every day. Peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. And I saw it every day. And I think it affected my mind and my life. And I, I learned to trust God in ways I never thought I could. So I want to do something there. Let's, if you would, bow your heads if you're here or you're watching. I know that a lot of you, it's a very difficult time to be positive or you just don't, you don't know where to turn. And I just want to pray for you. If you have a request, you can put it in the chat or you can even text that if you want to. Um, we won't pray it out loud, but we'll pray for you. And uh, I just want to do that now. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you that you came to help us through whatever we're dealing with today. And I know there's some hearts and minds in here today. I can't imagine some of the struggles, maybe sickness, and they don't understand why they have to go through that. I can, I, I can relate. I never understood why my mother, why that happened to her. But you do. You know, you know what's going on. And I pray that you would begin to give hope, begin to give peace with those we know that are dealing with sickness. And some I know lost their jobs. I pray that you begin to encourage them, give them wisdom, open doors for them. Help us to always look to you for our answers, not to everyone else. We know that you are there for us, and you will never leave us or forsake us. I pray that you would just begin to work in our hearts. Whoever's listening today, maybe they need to know you. Maybe they need to learn to accept you in our life. I pray that they would do that. And again, Father, we thank you so much for your love, for your hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure you let us know by connecting with us online at MarathonChurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at MarathonChurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thank you for listening to Marathon Church Podcast.